Good morning, good morning, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I would like to welcome you to this episode of Testimonial Tuesday by way of the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson, for our God is great and greatly to be praised. I am blessed to be here with you on this morning to share this lesson, to share the word of God with you. And my prayer is that as I come before you on this morning, and my hope is that you are ready to hear the word, and that the word will be fruitful unto you today, the word will bless you, that the word will touch your mind, your heart, that the word would inspire you, amen, and that you would be blessed by the word of God. I don't know about you, but every time I read the word, God gives me something, something to think about something to meditate on, something that uplifts me and encourages me. And I'm just praying that the word of God will do the same for you on today. Uh, once again, you know, the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson is streaming on YouTube. You can catch episodes right here on Facebook, on my page, Jermaine Jackson. You can also go to Spotify, go to Apple uh, Podcasts, and you can find the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. It is one podcast consisting of three shows. Testimonial Tuesday, Covenant Conversations, and the Celebration of Excellence. Uh, just using this podcast, this uh, social media platform to bless somebody else. Amen. Good morning, Sister Cynthia. God bless you, woman of God. We're going to prepare to go into our lesson for today. We're going to be in Job, the first chapter, um, different verses, our main core verse, verses 8 through 10. And the title of our lesson today is, What is God Saying About You? Amen. What is God saying about you? So we're going to have a word of prayer as we acknowledge the spirit of God. Gracious and heavenly father, Lord, I thank you. I praise you and I magnify you for blessing and allowing us to see another day. It is from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same that the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. And Father, I thank you for my health and my strength, oh God. I thank you for the listeners, Father, for those that would tune into the podcast. I thank you for how you're keeping them and watching over them, God. And Lord, as I come before you, oh God, hallelujah, to present your word, oh God, your word, the living word, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that your word is still giving revelation and light unto us, Lord, that your word is yet existing and moving in our lives on today, oh God. Lord, I come before this throne of grace asking for forgiveness. Forgive me for everything that I've said and done and thought, oh God, that was not pleasing to your eyesight, Lord, that came contrary to your will, oh God. For Lord, as we come before you confessing our sins, you said that you were faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Lord, cleanse me afresh. Remove everything out of me that you find that is not like you, oh God. Create in me a clean heart and renew within me the right spirit. Hallelujah. Blot out all of my transgressions, oh God. Yay. Thank you, Lord. Remove any iniquity, oh God. Hey, thank you, Lord Jesus. Purify me, purge me with hyssop, oh God. Wash me clean and make me whole through the power of the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for your shed blood. I thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. I thank you for dying for my sins. Hallelujah. And I give you praise, honor, and glory. Lord, bless everyone that is listening, oh God. Bless their families, their homes, Lord. No matter what situation they may be under, oh God, I pray that they will be able to grab hold of faith, oh Lord, and understand and know that trouble does not last always, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that there shall be glory after this. Thank you, God. 
for how you're moving and orchestrating in our lives. I give you praise, honor, and glory. And Lord, we acknowledge you in all of our ways on today, oh God. As many of us are starting our days, oh God, some may even be coming in from work from last night, but God, we acknowledge you. We ask that you would order our footsteps, Lord, that you would direct us throughout this day. Lead us and guide us by your spirit, oh God. Keep us safe from all pitfalls, hurt, harm, and danger. Anything that comes to our lives, to our families that is destructive, oh God, protect us with your mighty hand. And I give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you once again. If you're just tuning in, you are here for another episode of Testimonial Tuesday by way of the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. Amen. Not only here on Facebook, but streaming on uh, later on this episode, we'll be streaming on the YouTube page for the podcast, uh, also on Spotify and Apple. God bless you, Pastor Holloway. Amen. Good morning. Amen. Thanking God. Amen. I always enjoy the support of those. Thank God for those consistent listeners. Amen. God bless you. And then uh, many um, are, are blessing me because they go and watch the replay. Many share the video. I am always eternally grateful for the support of each and every one. Let's get into our lesson for today. What is God saying about you? Let's go to the uh, book of Job, the first chapter. Amen. Um, I was blessed on this past Sunday to uh, speak at uh, my church. Amen. That I attend Christian Family Worship Center. Pastors Latanya Menzies and Pastor Xavier Menzies are the leaders of the house, and I honor them as I go into this word, thanking God for yet being saved, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost. But as I spoke this Sunday, and even when we talked last week on the podcast, we talked about the integrity of character. Um, I talked about this Sunday, the identity crisis that the church is facing, and God has just really been touching me and leading me. It seems like these messages are kind of carrying on where God has really had me meditating on the identity of us as believers, on our character, our integrity in him. And I've come to this point today looking at the story of Job, and we could find many examples in the Bible that could talk about this subject, because what is God saying about you? How does God look at you? How does God view you? We all have a vision of ourselves on what we think God may be saying about us. But when we look at his word, how God describes us, when he says we were made in his likeness and image, when God says, be ye holy for I am holy, are we walking and conducting our everyday lives in the sense where God can trust us with trouble? I remember my pastor preached a message where he said, can God trust you with trouble? Can God allow you to go through some things and know that you'll continue to trust him? You'll continue to stay with him. You'll continue to be with him. Amen. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Now, let's go into this first chapter in the book of Job. We're going to look at a few verses here. And we know that Job, we've heard the story of him, of all that he went through. He lost everything. But there were a few verses, uh, especially 8 through 10, where I really see how God described Job, how he identified who he was. And I believe that because of the man that he was, I really believe that Job walked with God that he was close with God and that he had a relationship with God. And we're not going to go through the whole entire story of Job. We just want to key in on a um, few verses. Uh, verse 6, and I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Classic Version. You know, sometimes we read King James Amplified, amen. We're going to go into the word. It says, now there was a day when the sons, the angels of God, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, the adversary accuser, also came among them. We must understand that the enemy is an accuser of the brethren. That's what he is, like an accuser against the saints. If you are living for God, 
if you are saved, if you are a believer, if you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the enemy, one of the greatest things that he would ever love to hear out your mouth is for you to renounce your faith. He wants you to stop your belief in God. He doesn't want you to promote anything that has to do with the kingdom of God. He doesn't want to see you progress in God. The devil does not want you to give glory to God. The enemy has no interest in you continuing to live your life in God. We were all born into sin. And if it, and if Satan had all ultimate power, he would keep mankind in sin, in bondage, just, just in complete defiance to God. That is his job. So the enemy is looking for any reason to accuse the saints, to try to bring things before God about us, to try to make us seem like we are blemished, to try to make us seem that we are tainted, to try to make us seem like we are not following and obeying the ways, the laws, the statutes of God, that we are living the life that is not pleasing unto God. That's what he does. Amen. And many of us, we know throughout our lives, you ever just had somebody just means you no good? They always got something to say about you that they they never support. They're always negative. I'm sure if you, if you think about it, some of us have met people in our lives that somebody you ain't messing with, you ain't bothering, you just living your life, enjoying your life. But there's always that person that just ain't never got nothing nice to say about you. You, you hear their name. Hey, they, they said this. They still talking about me from 20 years ago. I ain't seen this person in forever, but they always have something to say. That's the devil. So he came with the sons of God and the Lord said to Satan, from where did you come? Then Satan answered the Lord from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down in it. Satan is looking. He's looking to mess with the saints. That's what he does. I always say this. The devil ain't messing with nobody that ain't doing nothing. Now, you can go to church. You can be saved. But as long as you just sitting there going and just chilling, ain't doing nothing, the devil ain't worried. But when you talk about walking in your purpose, when you talk about walking in your destiny, when you talk about being active in the kingdom of God, having a God mindset, pushing the agenda of the kingdom of God, that's when the enemy wants to mess with you. Because as long as you're stagnant and not having an impact, the enemy knows that if you realize your purpose and your assignment and your destiny, why God has put you here, you're a threat to his kingdom. Hallelujah. Especially if you are influencing others to believe in Jesus. If you are getting others to follow you and believe in Jesus Christ, the devil does not want you. He does not want your story. Things that you have been through, things that you have overcome and you give God the glory. You may have been afflicted and sick in your body. And your testimony is that God healed me when the doctors gave up on me. God healed me. You may have been going through some financial trouble, but you understood that God brought me out of it and God gave me double for my trouble. The enemy doesn't want you to have that testimony because he knows. And they overcame them by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony. So the enemy wants you to be quiet. He doesn't want you to be active. He wants you to be discouraged. But what is God saying about you? What is God saying about you? Verse 8 in Job. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Wait a minute. That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who reverently fears God and abstains from and shuns evil, because it is wrong. What is God saying about you when the enemy wants to accuse you of something? Is God able to say that this is my servant 
and you could put your own name in there that I know they're walking upright in righteousness, that they're doing my will, that, that this is the one that fears me, not fear God like scared, but you reverence him, you adore him, you worship him. Your life is a life of worship. Your life is a life of holiness, that you are separate, that you, you live a consecrated lifestyle. He said, and abstains from and shuns evil because it is wrong. That means that you make the choice. Job was making a choice to say, I'm not going to be associated with evil because I understand evil is wrong. And this dispensation, Job understood. God, God described him. This is not Job describing himself. He said, I'm describing him as blameless. He's an upright man. He reverently fears me. Me, He adores me. He, he has reverence to me. Remember in a few verses up after they had dinner, they said Job went daily, constantly offering up sacrifices and stuff for his children just in case they had sin. Job was an intercessor. My God. So Job reverenced God. He feared God. He was blameless and upright. Job interceded for his family. Where are the intercessory prayer warriors? Those that are praying for their loved ones, their family, the community, the body of Christ. Sometimes we pray and we're concerned about our issues, what we have going on, and there's nothing wrong with that. The Bible says to cast all of your cares up to God for he cares for you. But there are some times when we pray and it's strictly about us interceding for somebody else, that they might be saved, that they might be healed, that they might be delivered. Hallelujah. Job did this constantly where he interceded for his children. So Job was a man of God. And God, what he said about Job, he said, have you considered my servant Job? He's upright. He's blameless. He's he 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 revelly fear. He does not do evil because he know it is wrong. Then Satan said this. He answered the Lord, "Does Job reverently fear? Does not excuse me, Job? My God, does Job reverently fear God for nothing?" So Satan basically was saying the only reason he honors you because ain't nothing happened to him. Don't that sound like the devil? The enemy feels that the reason your people honor you, God, and they walk with you and they trust you and they live for you, faithful to you, because trouble ain't hit them. Ain't nothing happened to them. It's easy for people to serve God when they ain't going through nothing. But when tests, trials, and tribulations hit our life, when things come against our faith in God, what is God saying about you? When we look at this verse, God was saying that despite what happened, if we look at the story of Job, I believe God really knew that no matter what happens to Job, he's yet going to honor me. And if you begin to read through this story, you understand that. But let's go to verse 10. This is Satan speaking. That's why this lesson is, what is God saying about you? Because what God is saying about you, can I tell you that Satan knows when God has covered your life? When God is protecting you, when God is covering your family, Satan said this in 10, have you not put a hedge about him in his house and all that he has on every side? You have conferred prosperity and happiness upon him in the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Can I tell you that Satan knows how blessed you are? Woo, God, I give you praise. When I was studying this and reading this, the reason the enemy wants to find a way in to disrupt your life or to cause you to discount God 
The devil knows that God has a hedge protection around you. He said that not only hedge about him and his house, but all that he has on every side. Everything around you is protected because of your faith in God. Job was an upright man, blameless. Our family sometimes, God, I give you praise, don't even realize sometimes how blessed they are because there are those of us that are interceding and praying for our families. There are those of us that are walking upright. Amen. And I'm saying that not to exclude anyone, but all of us, I don't know how many of y'all know, anybody in the family, well, your whole entire family is saved. Your whole entire family is at church serving God. I, I think the majority of the question would be no. You got some family where there's just one person that's saved and doing the best they can to live right. But that person is praying and interceding for the household. Many of us live in homes where we may be the only one that is saved, but we're yet serving God and praying for our families. And because we are serving God, because we are praying for our families, the blessings, the favor of God is not only on us, but it's on our homes. It's on our spouses. It's on our children. It's on our aunties and our uncles. It's on our parents, our grandparents. Hallelujah. How amazing is God that he can save one person in a family and that person's prayer, that person's faithfulness and diligence to God <clears throat> blesses the whole entire family. God desires to see family saved. God desires to see families made whole. And Joe was not only a man that walked close with God, that was blameless and upright, he interceded for his family. And Satan said, have you not put a hedge about him in his house and all that he has on every side? That's the reason why when our kids and grandchildren go out to school and stuff could happen at the school, but our kids are safe. That's the reason when we got brothers and sisters that we get those calls on the phone, man, it was a major accident, but nothing happened to me. You keep praying for your family. Don't you stop ministering to your family. Continue to intercede in prayer for your loved ones. There's a hedge around them. Even if something does try to come against our family, it could be sickness, it could be pain. You keep praying. Even if sickness hit their household, you keep praying. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. Hallelujah. The fervent and effectual prayers. Hallelujah. As you pray as a saying of God, your family will be healed because you praying. Your family will be healed. You can have a family member that's in a whole other state. But he sent his word and it healed them because you are praying, because you are a believer. That person will be healed in another state. You ain't got to go see them. You ain't got to touch them. You just got to have enough faith to believe in the word of God. That when I pray, when I intercede, I believe God's going to move and it's going to happen. And the enemy knows this. Why do you think the devil don't want you to pray for your family? Why do you think the enemy would love to see you to see to allow the spirit of division to keep our families divided? Satan don't want us to love on our families because he knows that if this person keeps praying, if they keep interceding God about this family member, God's obligated, not obligated, but God will protect them. God will keep them because there's one praying. There's one standing in the gap. There's one living righteously. And because of that, God will keep an entire bloodline, an entire generation of a family because of one. Hallelujah. He said, you have conferred prosperity and happiness upon him in the work of his hands. Job's hands was blessed. Whatever Job was doing with his hand, God had blessed him with prosperity and happiness upon him in the work of his hands. Job was a very rich man. 
very rich. If you read through that first part of the first chapter, Job had wealth based off what wealth of was in that dispensation of time. Can I tell you that your hands are blessed? Have you ever noticed that everything that you do, sometimes we, we get so normalized, we get into a routine of doing things. But have you ever felt like that everything that you touch is blessed, that it works out for you, that you are prosperous? And sometimes you can't even imagine like, Lord, why do things work out for me the way that they do? That's because of the favor of God that is on your life. God is saying, I've given you prosperity. I've given you, I speak well of my child. Woo, come on. We can stop right there. Don't you know it's a blessing when God speaks highly and well of you? When you don't even got to talk about yourself, but people can see the favor and the glory of God on your life. I believe there was glory on Job. That's why he was so blessed. Everyone, have you ever realized that you have, have you ever worked a job? And when you came in there, you were an atmosphere changer that people say, I feel better when you come to work. There's a peace and a calmness when you come to work. Because that's the glory and favor of God on your life. Can I tell you that those of you that are listening on to me today, you're an atmosphere changer, that the glory of God is on you, and that when you walk into a place, you walk in with the presence of God, you walk in with the anointing of God, with the peace of God, and prosperity and happiness follows your life because God has placed it on you. God is looking at you and saying, this is my child that is walking upright. This is my child that is walking in the spirit. They, they understand that they are saved, that they are delivered, that they do what is right. They have no inkling, no desire to do what is evil because it's wrong. And because of that, they are prosperous. Even when things are going wrong in your life, you have the faith to believe that it's going to work out. It's going to turn around for me. I know that all things are working together for my good, no matter what befalls me, no matter what goes on in my life. It's going to work out because of the God that I serve. Prosperity, happiness is in your hand because of God. And it says, and his possessions have increased in the land. How many of you know that God is increasing your territory? Or that God has enlarged your territory because of your obedience to God, because you're faithful to God. And as we continue to read through the story of Job, we know all that Job went through. Everyone that died, he lost his family, his wife turned on him. But I love in the scripture where it says that God, that, that Job neither charged God, he didn't charge God foolishly, nor did he sin. That's what I meant by can God trust you with trouble? When trouble does hit your door, when you do go through what is feel like a Job situation, and if many of us tell the God bless truth, we've been through some times in our life where we felt like Job. Man, God, it felt like I'm losing everything. Lord, I'm living right. I, I'm, I'm saved. I'm, I'm honoring you. I'm intercessory, I'm intercessory prayer for everybody. But my whole life is in shambles. Now, some people will revert to old ways. They will revert back to sin to try to get themselves out of it. But even the enemy, when he came against Job, he had to ask permission. What is God saying about you? Is he saying, have you considered my servant? Put your name in there. Have you considered my servant, Jermaine? What does God follow that up with? What is he saying about you? Can he trust you with trouble? That if certain things go wrong in Jermaine, I'm putting my own name in it, in Jermaine's life, Jermaine's going to continue to serve me and be faithful. 
that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's the profession, profession out of my mouth. I don't know what yours is today, but though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Can he trust you with trouble? What is God saying about you? I just want you to think about that through your day while you're working, dealing with your family, doing all the things you're doing. Can God trust you with trouble? Can God allow you to go through some things? Can God allow you to go through some suffering and you'll continue to trust God? That though he slay you, will you yet trust God? Your life is a living testimony. Things that you go through in life and the way that you react and respond, somebody is watching you. We, How many years ago did Job go through this? And we're still reading this story and it speaks to us. It encourages us. It strengthens us. Job's life was an example. And we know at the end, Job got double for his trouble. Job was blessed in the end. After all that he went through, God blessed him and restored him and gave him even more because he stood strong in that test, in that trial, that no matter what the enemy did, what he was allowed to do, the devil could not get Job to renounce his faith in God. Job stayed faithful. He didn't blame God for what he went through, even when his wife turned on him. She said, you still sit here and maintain your integrity in God? You curse God and die. He called his wife foolish. That goes to show you sometimes your family don't even understand. The people that you're praying for, the ones that's closest to you, they'll look at you. Based off what you're going through, you still going to church. You still serving God. You still praying. If your God was so great, then why is he allowing you to go through this? My God, I can't get a witness. If your God is so loving and so kind towards you, why is he allowing you to suffer? Because God can trust me with trouble. God can trust me to go through these trials and tribulations. God can trust me with affliction because this is a light affliction. God can trust me with it because I know that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Thank you, God. But the Lord delivereth us out of them all. I know the end result of what I'm going through. The end result is victory. I know that trouble won't last always because I know that even though when I'm going through the fire, when I'm going through the trials and tribulations, God is with me. He said that he would never leave me nor forsake me. So that's why I'm still trusting God. There's a song that, that said that that's out there that, that I'm just out here trusting God. How many of you today are out here trusting God? That God can trust you with trouble. He can trust you to go through the pain, the fire, the, the suffering, because he knows they're not going to turn on me. They're going to maintain their faith and integrity in me. So as we bring this session of Testimonial Tuesday to a close, what is God saying about you? I just came to encourage you, let you know there's a hedge of protection around you, your family. God has blessed your hands. Hallelujah. Because of how you walk in him, God is giving you increase or he has already increased you. But can God trust you with trouble? If you go through something right now, how many of us would turn our back on God and go the other way? Is there anybody out there that would renounce their faith in him? But I believe I got some people listening and those that will listen to replay, that will hear this message and say, okay, I, I can look at Job and I understand Job. Because God can trust me. God speaks well of me. God speaks highly of me. Because I know that each and every day of my life, I'm doing my best to live and do things that honor and pleases God. 
So when trouble comes my way, I'm going to keep trusting him. I'm going to keep having faith in him. I'll never turn my back on God because I love him too much. And many of us have evidence. We have stories and testimonies that if he did it before, that God will do it again. Come on. How many of you have that in your spirit on this morning? That the reason that God can trust me with trouble, because when I've went through in my life before, God has always brought me out. And if he did it before, he'll do it again. I know God. I trust him with everything, with every fiber of my being. I trust God. Job trusted him. So let us remember to have the same amount of faith as Job, the same amount of belief as Job, that though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. The devil is a liar. The enemy cannot cause me to renounce or denounce my faith in God. I won't do it. And I'm telling you, I have been through some stuff and those thoughts will hit your mind. Lord, I don't know if I can keep going through this. You said you wouldn't put more on me than I can bear, but God, I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm on the edge. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge and I'm about to lose my, y'all remember the sun back in the days? I'm so close to the edge, God, I don't know about this. But your faith brought you through. Your faith, your trust, your belief in God that he never failed you. It kept you from going over when you were right on the edge of saying, I I'm done with this. God pulled you. Thank you, God. You ever been there so close to the edge, you were about to fall over, about to give up, but God pulled you through? God held on to you. Woo! God, I thank you. We serve a God that never fails. So as we go into a word of prayer to end this session, can God trust you with trouble? And what is God saying about you? Father, I just thank you for this message on today. Thank you for those that listen. Thank you for those that were caused to listen to this on a replay, oh God. But Lord, I'm glad to say that I believe that you are speaking highly of your people, oh God. That when you ask, have you considered my servant, O oh God? That you see us walking in righteousness. You see us walking in holiness, O oh God. Thank you for those that we are praying for, O oh God. That you find us doing your will, O oh God. Hallelujah. Father, I even thank you for the declaration of a nevertheless. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, O oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he asked, can this cup pass from me? When Jesus was asking, is there another way that this could go? But he had a nevertheless in his spirit that in spite of what Christ was about to endure, oh God, that he said, not my will, but your will be done. And Father, I pray that we would adopt that same mindset of Jesus Christ, that in spite of what we go through, in spite of what trials and tribulations that we face, God, we know that it's just a testing of our faith, that we will have a nevertheless, that we will have that declaration of Job that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Hallelujah. Father, we will not renounce our faith in you. We will not turn back to our old sinful ways. We will not cause ourselves to backslide or go back into another state because of the trials and the tribulations that we face, oh God. But Father, we will be that example. We will be that testimony. We will be that epistle before men that as people watch our lives and see what we go through, that we will yet remain our integrity in you, oh God. We'll keep our integrity in you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can trust us, God. You can use us, God, for your service. Hallelujah. And that devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah.
And Father, we give you praise, glory, honor, and we magnify you on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. I want to thank you all for those that came in. I want to say good morning to Reverend Dudley. I seen her slide into the comments. Uh, bless you, woman of God. Amen. For all those others that made comments, it's always a blessing. I appreciate you. Man, join me here next week on the New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson. Um, thank you all for your support. It's always a blessing. Thank you all that share this. Thank you all for telling somebody else about the New Beginning Podcast. I, I'm just a man of God doing his best to spread the word of God to do the assignment and the destiny that has been poured out on my life. Bless you a fool. Amen. Good to see you there in the comments. And I'm just doing my best to spread the mess. But as you go through your day, because uh, we may talk about this some more next week, because God has just really laid it on my heart about our, our, our identity and character in God. How does God see us? Are we sure of who we are in him, how he sees us? He made us in his likeness and image. And I, I can't tell you, I don't know why this has been so heavy, but I just want people to know you can't always look at what people are saying about you. What does God say about me? What is his word? If, if I say I'm a child of God, that, that that's different. I'm a part of a royal priesthood. I've been engrafted in, adopted into this family. So how does my heavenly father identify me? Sometimes we are walking and living below our privilege and God never meant for us to walk in that way. But God has told us in his word who we are. We're supposed to have dominion over this earth. My God, I I'm going to have to maybe follow this up next week. Continue with this character and integrity and identity. We have to know who we are in God and who he has called us to be. Sometimes what we're saying about ourselves, does it match up with what God is saying about us? God could be speaking so highly of you, but you putting yourself down and God is saying, I'm not saying that about you. I need you to understand what I think about you, what my mindset is about you, that the mind of God, his vision of me should match up with what he's saying about me in accordance to his word. So if it is the will of God, we're going to stay on this. And I'm praying that these words have encouraged you and that it has blessed you and that it has strengthened you on this morning so now to him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise god our savior the glory majesty dominion and power both now and ever amen i love you with the love of christ remember new beginnings podcast youtube facebook spotify apple thank you all for your support have a blessed day and we'll see you next week on the new beginnings podcast